this first climb on 197, it's one of the first climbs of the race, so it's pretty hostile. This is always the hard part. I remember last year, I think it was on actually the third lap, I was hanging on for dear life. And when you come around and you hit this kicker, this is steeper than the elevation looks like, and you got to get over that. And I mean, these numbers, though, sometimes people talk about the race and they're not impressed with their numbers. Like, yeah, two minutes and 40 seconds at 485. Okay, it's a solid effort. It's not groundbreaking that you're going to go and write home to your mom about, but that's only 55 minutes into the race. All these little matches accumulate over time. You know, I saw James in the parking lot, and at one point of the race, he did a great job. Uh, number one, I was like, dude, you made it down the road really far with very few people left. He was hidden for a good portion of the day. When I saw him popping out in his purple kit, I was like, yo, where did this dude come from? And at one point, I was trying to get a break rolling away, trying to maybe foolishly split up the Hot Tubes team because there were a stout number of them. And I see James drilling it back. And I'm like, why is he bringing everybody back with him? And so we were talking about that. And uh, I just asked him, like, dude, I don't even remember... It was getting hot and heavy, and I don't even remember how the final break actually formed. But what I want to talk about is, you know, as athletes, we all want to see awesome numbers when we're training. And this course, this is climbing the mountain four times. The last intervals are the ones that people always want to skip, right? Because the the watts aren't as high. After the third one, you're like, I suck, and I'm just going to go home. The watts that mattered the most happen at the end. And I think one thing that people need to remember when they're doing their own intervals, when you're out on the road by yourself, remind yourself when number four and number five or maybe number six or however many you're doing that day come up, like that's when you really need to start gritting your teeth. Those are the ones that are going to help you not get dropped. This little kicker, this was violent. 30 seconds at 8.30. People were trying to get away there. And I actually think some damage was done. I think people did get popped and excuse me, you get a little bit of recovery and then people hit it again. But this part, there was some headwind there and it, it was, yeah, not nice. And again, the 197 climb, pretty aggressive minute at 550 with a lap and a half to go. I think it was down here. People were attacking, trying to get away, but the last lap, okay. We've seen all of the big red surges. This has the fewest surges. You know, legs are starting to get tired. Can't put out as big of watts. And I put myself in a bad position. And this is how things came down to. Uh, right before the feed zone, and it wasn't an attack through the feed zone by anybody. Right before the feed zone, we, we'd go on this little kicker. Uh, a couple people attacked. I followed a wheel. I honestly, I don't even really remember this that much. I don't remember how the group got away. I remember us ripping through the feed zone. I'm, uh, I think James, I, was, I told him afterwards he had dropped a bottle and then dropped another bottle. I was like, yo, dude, you got to grab those. Like, it's hot out. And they were flying all over the place. And we came through there, and then you take that tight right turn, and it's uphill, and the group, he said, had shattered. I wasn't even looking back. I was looking at the dudes going up the road, and I was just like, 
eyes popping out of my head. <laughs> Riders were just pouring what they had left to stitch it up. By the time we rolled through the feed zone, the break was established. You, Nate Brown, myself, Jimmy Sherman, and four hot tubes riders. Then he couldn't hold the pace on 197, climb number two, and got shelled with Jonas. Um, so the break goes at that point, and I'm now thinking, this is tough. Nate Brown, three hot tubes riders, Jimmy Sherman, and myself. What am I going to do? So it really was me thinking that I know what Nate Brown's going to do. Nate's going to make it really hard at particular spots trying to shred hot tubes. We don't want to go into the finish with three of those guys, right? And we don't want to get to the towards the end with them because they're going to attack the hell out of us. So I figured Oki Mountain was going to be pretty brutal. My biggest mistake of the day was we are coming up, and I can distinctly remember this, lap four, we come around the tight corner, and then it's like kind of chill. And people start to go hard. And this hurt. This hurt. And this was me putting myself in a really bad position. There were the three hot tubes riders. And I think then Jimmy. And then Nate. And I was getting gapped a little bit. And I got on behind Nate. And I'm like, okay, I'm back. And I'm like, this is weird. Why is Nate back here? And Ray... As I'm thinking this, and I'm thinking, you know, I should try and just move up a couple riders because you don't want to be on the back for a good reason. Nate just took off and attacked, and I had nothing. I was like, no, dude, don't do that. I mean, I'm still I'm doing 490, 480, 490, 470. So then I go into get over the top mode, 370, you know, high tempo. And I think there's a guy, Jay, from another race. It was like, yo, dude, you can get him. Right here, I'm broken. Totally broke. Don't give up. Keep pedaling. Honestly, I was like, you know what? I'm going to catch these dudes. Because Nate's not going to attack them on a downhill. I'm starting to get the vibe that the three Hot Tubes guys, for some reason, are wanting to ride together. And Jimmy had previously been like, I'm not going to sprint you guys. I'm just trying to hang on. Don't give up. I hit the downhill and coasted, did 250 watts, and then did what I could to get over this next climb. It was 400 watts for a minute and 50 seconds. And then I tucked, and whenever there was a little uphill, I pedaled hard. Lo and behold, I got back, and I was like, I'm back. And now at this point, I'm done contributing to anything. I mean, Nate attacked the group, which I'm part of the group. So I have no problem being like, yo, dude, I'm good. Like, I didn't think we were going to get caught. If we got caught, whatever. There's already three hot tubes, guys. I'm I'm not, I, I'm toast. I'm not contributing. I just, there's, there's no reason for me to. Now, I was very curious why the hot tubes guys stayed together. They never attacked any of us. And somebody tried to make a move here. Um, we come down and there's this finishing portion. And when we look at how it goes down, right as we get down the hill, my right quad starts locking up. And I'm like, oh, snap. This is not good. 
So we turn the corner and we're just rolling. And we're just rolling. And yo, Nate, Nate Brown's not going to see this, but if he does, Nate was like, guys, this is a heck of a ride or something like that. However, it ends up. It was great riding with you. Hot tubes. I love you. Hot tubes. I also hate you. What a race. And I was so messed up that I just, I didn't even say anything. Nate, my bad. I didn't, I didn't mean to be rude. I was just thinking, I got to get to this finish line because my legs are killing me. And so I tried to play it cool. I stood up on the bike. I was trying to drink as much as I could. I think sometimes cramps, there's a mind game to it. And I was just like, you feel great. Your legs feel awesome. It's not, and it was just like, it was like a brick. And I always think of when in doubt, lead out. And I think of Action Bronson, who on Joe Rogan was talking about getting that mature man muscle. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put this in a big ass gear and crank it. And the hot tube zoo is going to have to spin it up. And I know Nate's not a sprinter. So who knows? Maybe I can get in the podium and, and salvage something. So I basically was like, okay, I have one match. And luckily, nobody did anything for this three minutes. And then I just lit off what I could, which, of course, this is going to go blank on me. Um, top 10 seconds was definitely there. That's 10 minutes. 11.50 at hour, almost four of riding. I'll take that. Um, I didn't get first. And congrats to Luca. I think Luca won that race. I don't know him. I think he's the guy that won the day before savage and um i made a big error you know i'm usually not in these situations where i'm sprinting for the win at the end and or if i am it's we had the whole road and the road curves to the left and as i start to like wind up this sprint and i'm going and i'm like thinking wait when did they say we had the whole road i obviously didn't want to go over the yellow line and then I was like, the feed zone. Where's the feed zone? The feed zone's behind me. So I start going inside. And as I go inside, I could hear Luca. And it became a question of, I didn't know how close he was. If I pull over to the left even more to totally take the inside and I crash this guy out, I'm going to feel like a total, excuse my language, douchebag. Not worth it. Number one, not worth it to crash somebody out. Number two, that's deviating off your line and it's not a legal move to do in a sprint. And I was like, and this is all happening, obviously, in milliseconds. So I was like, you know what? Just hold your line and keep going. And as I thought that, I could see his wheel coming and I was like, damn it, he's coming faster than me. And he won. I was really nervous that other people were going to come flying past me. But I got second. And so I learned a great lesson. And... For everyone that's just starting bike racing, I've never really had a situation where I had to truly close the door on somebody. I strategically messed that up. That being said, those guys deserve to win. They were riding so much, so strong, so strong. I think you guys should have attacked the hell out of us, though, much earlier than that, and you would have gone one, two, maybe three. Maybe that wasn't your game plan, so I'm not saying you guys raced wrong, but man, Phenomenal riding by Hot Tubes all weekend. Phenomenal to ride with Nate Brown. Such a nice dude. Yames, you crushed it. And there are a bunch of other awesome teams out there. Tonga, I really like that race. I'm actually highly considering trying to get back there in July. 
I believe it's different courses. I heard that they're flat, though, and I don't know if I want to do flat. I'm going to do nationals this weekend. It's going to be flat. It's going to be hot, and I thought it was hot in Georgia. <laughs> Not so much. So with all that being said, let's see. End of the day, whole race, 83 miles. I think that sounds about right. 366 normalized. Yeah, that's got some stingers. And my cadence, I've slowly started looking at cadence again because as I've gotten older, it's gotten lower, and that's um, not great. Need to keep that up. And I could work on my sprint a little bit. So did a couple sprint workouts, um, Pmax up to 1530, and I secretly need to do a 20-minute test because my ego, this is really bothering me. Good luck with your training. Tom, this is why I have a coach, even though I coach people, because Tom's going to be like, dude, do you care that that says 390? Or do you want to work on the stuff that you need to work on? We know that it's a little bit higher. Do you feel good? You ready to race? I'm like, yes. He's like, dude, let's not waste a day on a 20-minute test. I'm like, fine. I have a free ride on Sunday, though, after Nationals, so maybe. See you guys.